Generation X, the forgotten generation. Oh man, I feel sorry for those guys. Wait, what was I just talking about? Okay, all kidding aside, let's talk about this actually for a second, right? Boomers got all kind of attention for everything that happened in their lifetime. Millennials, we just sort of took over everything. Uh, Gen Zers are super techie and uh, all kinds of words I don't understand. And then there's Gen Xers and they're just kind of there. And I mean, I'm kidding about that a little, but also I'm not. And maybe one of the things your church should be thinking about when thinking about Gen Xers is that they really do actually feel a little bit forgotten. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about how Gen Xers and their experiences in the culture they grew up in have affected their interaction with the church. So please don't skip this episode like we've skipped everything else about them. Hang in for a few minutes. Let's show them a little bit of love. Let's go. Well, hey there and welcome. My name is Mike and I'm a church helper and my goal today is to help your church make every decision on purpose. Now, before we get going and identifying some generational gaps with Gen Xers, I'd like to give you a friendly reminder that you can catch this episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube, and you can get the written transcript on our blog found on our website. So take a minute to subscribe to those things and like comment, let us know what you're thinking. We'd love to hear your thoughts on what we're talking about. And also there's a couple other things that I'd just like to talk to you quickly about that I'm really excited about. One, we've started an online community specifically geared towards resourcing and encouraging church elders. If you are a church elder, if you know one, this group is perfect to you. We think this is gonna be a huge benefit, not just for them, but also for staff members as well. So get elders in that group, the link is below. And also, if you enjoy what you heard today, it's really just a snippet of some content that we include in our Generations Workshop, talking about generational gaps and how generations experience the church differently. So if you'd like some more information on that, you can find that information in the links below too. Okay, enough of that, let's get into it today. Let's maybe just not spend too long, but just a second talking about Generation X. So like most generations, Gen X has some nicknames and some stereotypes. They're the MTV generation. They're a generation of slackers, maybe one of cynics. But all those stereotypes and names aside, there's one other name given to this generation that might be the most accurate. And then it's, they're called the forgotten generation. Now, sometimes when I'm around a group of Gen Xers, we joke a little bit about them being forgotten. But the reality is, is that most people in this demographic that I come across actually do feel that way. And so what we need to do is ask the question, why is that? Why does this entire generation feel like they've been just left behind or left out of things? So to find out, here is a brief history of Gen X. So Gen Xers were born between 1965 and 1980, which if you remember, was a time in the world, especially in the West, that saw a lot of cultural shifts. Uh, the war was over, boomers were starting to get back into the swing of everyday life. Their parents, uh, Gen Xers' parents, were starting to commit more to the workforce than they had before. Uh, in their book, 13th Gen, Abort, Retry, Ignore, Fail, Strauss and Howe talk about how Gen X children grew up in a time where society as a whole actually focused more on adults than it did on the life of the family. And so this was also a period that saw a rise in divorce rates, the sexual revolution, the emergence of the Canadian Charter Rights and Freedoms, the moon landing, and of course, the Watergate scandal. Now we've talked about the technological changes that happened with millennials, but for Gen Xers, it was a lot more about social change. And all that change imparted many character traits among Gen Xers. 
However, one specific one that's haunted the church, maybe more than it anticipated, and is still something the church is dealing with today, is this character trait of individualism. And when the ethos of an entire generation is baked into this idea of looking out for number one, it's not a mystery why so many of them started to leave the church and never return. So what happens when an entire generation becomes more individualistic? Well, for starters, they start to think a little bit more about themselves. And that's exactly what Generation X started to do. With more kids coming home to houses after school that were empty because both parents were working, in a culture that focused on individual freedoms and rights and finding yourself, Gen X was taught from a very early age to look out for themselves first. Look no further than that BTO hit, looking out for number one as an example for how the culture started to turn. Here's just a few lyrics. Every night is a different game. We've got to work for our fortune and fame. Success is a ladder. Take a step at a time and the people will remember your name. I found out all the tricks of the trade. There's only one way to get things done. I found out the only way to the top is looking out for number one. And that's me. I'm looking out for number one. Well, if this song is now stuck in your head as it's been for me all week, I put a YouTube link in the description below so you can just go listen to it and get it out of your mind. Now, don't get me wrong. I agree that meeting your needs is important, but here's something to consider. This cultural shift took a complete 180 from a central biblical theme. Because whether you look at Philippians 2, 1 Corinthians 10, Matthew 6, uh, Mark 10, countless other places in scripture clearly say that we should look for the needs of others before the needs of ourselves. The whole concept of love your neighbor as yourself was meant to show folks that others should come first before you. But this isn't the message that Gen X was grown up on. It's not the one that shaped them. And therefore, when they heard something different from the church, about prioritizing other people first and sending themselves, I would imagine that would have been a little bit confusing. Add to, of course, that culture was making some moral decisions that the church wasn't in love with, and suddenly you have a generation that is very easily disenfranchised from the church. So then the question is, what can we do about it today? Maybe this is the first time you've made this connection, and acknowledging that is a good start. But there must be something more practical we can do out there, right? And I think that there is. What do you do with a generation that grew up to be individualistic and saw the church as something that they weren't interested in? Well, I've got one idea, and here's what it is. As the church, we need to show why individualism isn't beneficial. That's it. That's all we need to do. And we need to do it through our actions not our words. And I feel like I'm saying this again. I, I, I'm not trying to step in it here. I feel like I might say this every week, but I'm, I'm really not trying to step in it here, but hang in with me. I've noticed a lot, especially lately, that the church can on occasion go into self-preservation mode. Have you noticed that? A mode that looks very much from the outside like it only cares about itself. Whether this is how a church manages its budget, prioritizes community, welcomes new guests, finds itself in the news, or shouts about where it's allowed to meet and how many people are allowed to be there, churches can often get into the mindset of, we need to look out for ourselves. And unfortunately, over the last year and a half, we've seen a lot more of that. And here's the problem with that. When a generation that's taught to look after itself sees an institution that is supposed to look out for somebody else, but they're not, what is that generation supposed to think other than, well, they don't really care about me, 
So why should I care about them? And I've got to tell you, I don't really blame them, right? I mean, wouldn't you feel the same way if somebody that you know said they cared about you, but they never really showed it in action? So then the question is this, what can your church do to change that narrative? How can you show your community that, you know, they're number one, not you? Well, this, the solution is simple. It, it's also biblical. You just start looking out for the least of those in your community. Get outside the four walls and show a generation that was taught to think about themselves first what thinking about other people first actually looks like. Because I'll tell you this, if you look at most of the churches in your area that are growing in this particular generational demographic, Gen Xers, it's always a church that loves its neighbors well and cares about its community before it focuses on itself too much. So Gen X, the forgotten ones, the selfish ones, maybe, but maybe also the lonely ones. So what I would suggest is take a step in their direction. Fill that generational gap by showing your community what caring for others first really looks like. Look out for the actual number one, which is your neighbor, not yourself. And let's see what God can do. Hey, and that's it. Hopefully we've helped you and your church make a decision on purpose today. Please make sure you take a minute and like and subscribe the podcast or our YouTube channel so you don't miss any new episodes that drop every week. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching for Church Helper. You can get into our weekly email list or you can book a free 30-minute call with me. We'll talk about whatever you like. All those links are attached to this episode. And if you really enjoyed today's content, this is just one small part of an entire workshop that you and your church can go through, all on generational gaps and how generations interact with the church differently. I'd love to chat with you about it, so reach out in any way you'd like. Let's get started talking to your church about how to identify these generational gaps and overcome them so we can tell more people about Jesus. That's it. We'll talk to you again really soon.